He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a Tuesday morning in the hill country of Texas. And, uh, man, it's nice and crispy and clear out there. We've got a great show lined up for you. We've got uh, Pastor Greg coming on at the bottom of the hour. Really looking forward to that. Um, and he is uh, he was uh, in attendance last night at the Trennis Evans uh uh, presentation, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that, and uh, looking forward to that. And uh, but boy, have I got stuck! Your calendar is filling up, and folks, uh, with it coming up on uh, November elections, um, there are going to be lots of people wanting your attention, wanting your money, wanting your time, wanting your labor, and uh, so pay attention. And uh, by the way, we're working on my website. It's uh, thematlongshow.com. It is not up yet, but it is close to getting up. And uh, on there will be a calendar. In fact, I'm going to use that. I'm going to populate that calendar and use it myself when I'm on the air rather than reading from my uh, three-ring binder where I very often miss things on the calendar. And so it'll be a really good tool for you to use. Also, if you don't catch the calendar, need some more details, it'll be up on thematlongshow.com. But uh, have a little patience. We're working on that one, and that'll be up soon. So tonight, tonight, the uh, Wall of Hope Banquet is the fundraiser for the Pregnancy Resource Center in Kerrville. And um, this is... um, Last year's speaker was absolutely amazing. Um, There is, um, if you want to go to this, you're going to have to call their office today and see what you can do. There is no charge, but it is a fundraiser. And uh, they may have, the tables may already be full. I don't know if they have any room or not. Uh, But you can call the Pregnancy Resource Center today and find out if you want to uh, get signed up for that. Uh, Tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, We the People, Liberty in Action um, a meetup, and uh, this is uh, it's going to be at the Acapulco Mexican Restaurant in Kerrville starting at 6 o'clock. And, uh, boy, I think they're going to have all kinds of things to talk about. I know the bond issue coming up in Kerrville is a pretty big deal, and so you're going to be getting lots of information on that. I'm pretty sure at this tonight, in fact, I know there's even another uh, just bond uh, uh, meeting coming up, I think, on the 17th or something, but that's still a ways out, and I'll tell you more about that when we get closer. Um, on Thursday at 6 o'clock, there is a candidate forum for the district court clerk in uh, Fredericksburg, and uh, that's at Victory Fellowship, um, brought to you by the Young Republicans in, uh, in uh, Gillespie County. So that's at 6 o'clock at Victory Fellowship, and... Um, Go meet and greet the uh, three different candidates running for district court clerk. Uh, Monday the 10th, the election trials starting up. In fact, I was just glancing at uh, some headlines, and I didn't get into the story, but on the uh, the Texan.news was a story 
Uh, the headline was talking about this trial coming up. It's going to start at 9 o'clock um, in the jailhouse on the second floor of the jailhouse, which is very handy because I think some of the people involved in that election should probably be put in cuffs right after that uh, trial and taken downstairs. Um, seriously doubt that's going to happen. Um, the 13th is going to be the first day for uh, the canning class, but you need to be signed up by this Thursday. So if you're not signed up, and this is a, a there's a great little room to have this uh, canning class in, but it is very limited. And if you didn't sign up, no, you can't come stand in the back. All right, you need to be signed up. And to do that, you need to do it before this Thursday. And that number to call is 830-257-6568. 830-257-6568. Very, very excited about this canning class. Cannot wait for this. And uh, so, but anyway, you need to be signed up by Thursday. And then the first class is going to be a week from Thursday at 10 o'clock in the morning. All right, also a week from this uh, coming Thursday, we're looking way out there. The 13th, lots of things going on the, uh, the 13th. That'll From 11.30 to 1 is going to be a meet and greet with Chip Roy at Buzzy's Barbecue. And then on Thursday also, the 13th, is the regular uh, meeting of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, and it's going to be all education. We've got homeschool people, homeschool speaker, and then uh, Texas Public Policy Foundation's um, a local expert on K through 12 education on policy will be speaking and they're going to be talking about possible upcoming legislation and what you can do. Just giving you uh, some information on where you may or may not want to stand when it comes to um, education legislation in the next session. Plus Texas homeschool uh, coalition is going to be there. So all your um, all your options are going to be available at that meeting, and we're looking forward to that. And uh, I'll give you a little bit of a Ben Franklin before we take off on a break. And uh, let's see. Um, oh, Ben says, uh, pay what you owe, and you'll know what's your own. Pay what you owe, and you'll know what you're on folks uh for what you own folks y'all stay tuned and um we'll be right back after this short break bringing you the newsmakers matt long I guess I should turn on my own mic. Man, learning curve. Here we go. Um, so, um, man, uh, Texas Scorecard has great off a great uh, article up today, or maybe it came out, uh, let's see, September 30th. Oh, it's been out five days. <clears throat> very, very good stuff. It is talking about the cost of the border crisis on the state of Texas. What is it costing Texas? in money that we are spending that really should be the federal government's job. Remember, they all they told us that for years. You would talk to your representative, your senator, and they would say, you would say, um, so, uh, 
you know, um, the, you got to do something about the border and the politician would say, well, yeah, that's the federal government. That's their job. And we'd say, yeah, I, I, I know, but you, you kind of need to hold their feet to the fire, do something. Well, that's, you know, that's the federal's government job. So we've just gone ahead and done the federal government's job instead of a number of different, uh, options that, uh, our governor, Greg Abbott could have taken in the last seven years that he's been in office. Um, particularly most recently, he could have, uh, um, called in article one, section 10 and, um, taken over security of the border and, uh, secured it the way it ought to be secured. But instead they're just nickel and diming us to death with, uh, I don't know how many bajillions of illegal aliens have gotten into the country. How many criminal arrests, how many felony arrests, how many lethal doses of fentanyl. I mean, how much of this has to go on before we do something about it? But we're, we're paying for it in the meantime. Your tax dollars are paying for it in the meantime. And let me give you a few numbers here. Um, let's see. I do believe that it is in the billions um, of, uh, dollars. And, uh, this is money that's coming out. Oh yeah, here we are. 3 billion, this biennium for the Texas department of public safety, Texas parks and wildlife department, uh, to attempt to fulfill the role of the federal government in deterring illegal border crossers and interdicting drug and human smuggling operations. You know, if there's anybody trying to take over the government, um, it's not an insurgent in D.C. It's illegals crossing over the border in camouflage and quickly disappearing into the brush and then never to be seen again. Those are the ones we need to worry about. You know, the, 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 the ones you see on TV that are lined up and coming across, you know, the ones with nice clothes and nice phones and... They don't look like they're starving to death. I can't think of a nice way of saying that, but they don't look like they're hungry. They don't really look like they're in dire financial straits. Um, if they are, they've got plenty to eat, so I'm not figuring that one out. But the ones that are that sneak over and the ones that are, we've seen the video of them in camouflage, the ones not getting caught and trying not to get caught are the ones that we're spending all the money on. Now you've heard us talk about the Texas public policy foundation before. Um, we talk about them quite a bit. I think Harley has their, um, their, their, uh, head guy on every Monday morning. Don't you or used to the head of the uh, Texas public policy foundation chief counsel. Yeah. So we're, they're one of the organizations that we pay attention to, uh, that, uh, the tea party that I pay attention to that Harley pays attention to, and they come out with policy. And so they have just released a paper and this is, this is real stuff. This isn't just, you know, a fluffy newspaper article. This is, uh, what they do, Texas public policy foundation. And, uh, they came out, just released a paper. It is uh, 20 pages long and it is the Texas border security panorama. And it basically goes through, uh, who's doing what and uh, the T and what is Texas's role in border security. It got, it talks about operation Lone Star. It talks about the border wall, uh, challenges of building a wall operation steel curtain, but does they ask a question in there, but does it work? 
Um, and then towards the end, you start looking at the costs that are affiliated with what we're doing. And so if you go to 2016 to 27, 17, all right, we have, um, we spent on total on border security, we spent about $800 million. So a little under a billion, 800 million. I know that sounds crazy. A little under a billion, and that's two hundred million. I can't even say that that's a little under a billion. Two hundred million dollars is a bunch of money. So eight hundred million dollars. Um, just to give you uh, an idea, the Department of Criminal Justice in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen spent a half a million dollars. What did they spend this last year? Criminal justice twenty five point three million. They went from a half a million to 25.3 million. I'm, I, I was fixing to say I'm not a math teacher, but I was. That is, if you go from a half a million to 25 million, that's like 50 times more. And it just did without a calculator. So from 2017 to 22 and five years, we spent 25, 50 times 50 times a half a million is 25 million. 50 times the amount of money in, in, in five short years. 50 times. Um, let's see. Uh, we were not even giving any money to uh, Texas, uh, to DPS in 2016 or 17 for border security. It, did you hear that? No money for DPS in uh, border security. Uh, operations in 2016, 2017. And when do they finally get in Texas, uh, DPS, you know what? They're not even on this list. And so I find this very, very interesting. Our Texas, uh, military program, uh, was not getting any money in 2016. Um, it was not getting any money in 2017 or 2021 going through two years at a time. And then finally in 22, uh, 23, the Texas military department got $400 million, $400 million. Um, I guess I kind of want to know Texas parks and wildlife, um, in 2016, they were getting about $10 million. They're now getting 125 million. So there's a 12, uh, 12 and a half times money in five years. You know, folks, you know where this money is coming from, don't you? Uh, any, any ideas, any, any, uh, you want to raise your hand? Any ideas? Uh, it's coming out of your pocket. Just like your uh, school tax money is coming out of your pocket. You know, something dawned on me on the way over here today, as I was listening to uh, Harley interview, one of the, um, uh, uh, Fredericksburg foundation, education foundation people. Um, and they talked about the fact that, uh, last year, 30 some odd percent of, uh, the taxes collected for our school district went off to the Robin hood. And this year it's going to be 42%. And it dawned on me that if they didn't collect that money, they wouldn't have it to send on. The first thing I thought of is if we're spending a, sending a third of our tax raised money, that's supposed to go to our schools. If we're sending it off somewhere else, then reduce our tax rate by a third. And that money won't be there to send to anybody else. Does anybody follow me on that? 
So um, I'm not, uh, I, I've always been against this whole Robin Hood idea, um, but uh, it just kind of dawned on me that, well, just don't raise as much money and you won't be a giving school. And I think you'll be able to manage just fine. If you're able to manage with 30% less because you sent it away, then you can very obviously, I believe, lower our taxes by 30%. And, of course, we all know that the schools are your biggest driver for taxes in locally. All right, back to the border, even though they're all kind of the same. Everybody's taking your money, and they want to give it to eh, anybody else, somebody else, but let you keep it. And uh, the amount of money that we're spending on the border is insane. That money, if we've got poor schools that need money, we need to let the we need to force the federal government into um, doing their job. All right, and then we can come back, and uh, all that extra money can go to the schools. See all that money, however much. Uh, Two, three billion dollars. How much would that do for our schools if we didn't have to send it off to the border? Now, I know we'd still need to send some money down there to the border, but um, yeah, just not too sure about that. Folks, uh, go check this article out. It's on the Texas scorecard, and uh, it takes you to a link almost immediately that will take you to the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Uh, website where they will give you an overview of that article. And in that article, little overview, you will then have a link that will get you to the technical paper. And this is the paper you need to talk to your um, all your uh, Republican friends out there who keep uh, wanting to um, send money to the border and all your Democrat friends who think it's no big deal that we keep letting these people in here. Um, here's all your data. It's the real stuff. And, um, you can get it right here. And you got that because you're listening to the Matt Long show on the Hill Country Patriot. And folks, we're going to take a short break. And, uh, when we get back, we're going to do our best to get Pastor Greg on the line. So y'all stay tuned. Okay. Let's try that. Maybe how about that button? Are you with me, Pastor Greg? No, he is not. Let's see what we're doing here. Um, got the caller level up. I got Q. Is that it? No, that's not it. All right, Pastor Greg, I have no idea why I'm not getting you. Hang in there if you can hear me. And uh, when I get saved here in a minute, we'll try to do the best we can. Pastor uh, Greg and I were both attended an event last night at the... Um, up at the um, in Fredericksburg, and with Trennis Evans and another fellow whose name just lost because I have been, I'm very concerned that I can't get my caller on the line. Nope, that's not making a difference. All righty. So, um, anyway, we'll, um, it was a great meeting. I was uh, quite surprised. So, I'm going to try this again. I've got flashing lights here. All right, this is Matt um, Long. I think we're live on the air. Is this Pastor Greg? All right, I'm not getting Pastor Greg. I can't figure it out. So, um, Harley, if you could give me a hand. And uh, we've got uh, got Look. somebody on the line. Whoop. Oh, and they hung out. Okay, program. That green button. All right, let's see if we can see in the daylight. 
Okay. Nope. Is this Pastor Greg? No, it's not. All right. So there we go. Everything's turned off now. And if he calls back, it'll be ready to go. Thank you, Harley. So I see it. All right. I'm learning. I'm learning, folks. This is day three. All right. I got something flashing, so we're going to give this a try. Good morning. I think I've got all the right buttons pushed. Is this Pastor Greg? <laughs> all right. So that appears to be the kind of day that uh, this is going to be. We'll see. I'm learning. I just learned a new button to the far left. That un- that does the phone. All right. We'll try this one more time. I got the that on. All right. Do I have Do I have Pastor Greg on the line with me? It sounds like it, Pastor. Hello. Oh, Pastor, is this this is, is this Pastor Greg? You're live on the air, sir. No, this is not Pastor Greg. I just had a question for you, sir. All right. Well, we need to get Pastor Greg on the line. I'll tell you what. Go ahead and ask your question. What's your question? We'll go for it. Why not? Let's have some fun. What's your question? Has anybody thought to contact the Butt family in regards to the debacle at the library? Being that their name is prominently on the outside of the building. I know that they're full of Christian values, being that they have Laity Lodge and all that. Mm -hmm. I think it would be wise and appropriate for somebody to reach out to the Butt family and let them know that their name is being associated with this. Well, I'll have to tell you, I'll have to tell you that uh, over in Kerrville, we the people, Liberty in Action, have been working on this and are fighting this uh, pretty regularly, and uh, that would be a good organization to get engaged with. In fact, they have a meet and greet or a meetup, um, I believe, uh, tomorrow night at the Acapulco Mexican restaurant in Kerrville, and they that would be a great place to go tomorrow night and join up in that fight against um, uh, HEB. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm not for having um, protests at the local grocery store. I don't think that's a great idea, but I, I don't think it would hurt to draw attention to corporate headquarters. Would you be willing to do that, go to corporate headquarters and hold a sign-up? I don't know if I have the opportunity to do that, but the, the Butt family is who donated half of the origination of the Butts Holdsworth Library. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. We're very familiar with that. And I believe even the Holdsworth family, I believe, is the one of the spouses of the Butt family. So it is all in the family. Um, listen, I appreciate you calling. Uh, we thank you very much. And uh, I'm learning the board here. And uh, But thank you. I would strongly suggest you go beat with We the People Liberty in Action at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. And they will have, they're working on that. They're on top of it. So thank you for your call, sir. Thank you, sir. God bless you, Matt Long. All right, there we go. So that was a um, little, uh, I've got Pastor Greg trying to uh, call me on my own cell, form, uh, cell phone. Uh, let's see here. I got a text in. Tara Pesh says, um, H-E-B Corporate is a woke. Oh, yeah, we know that, folks. We know how woke H-E-B is. And I wish I had an option. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to buy groceries at Walmart. I'm sorry, their meat just looks weird. Um, but, uh, and I'm buying my meat these days from a, a mail order company. Yep. You got that right. Good ranchers. I wish they'd let me advertise for them. I would love to advertise for their product, but I keep reaching out to them 
and uh, they're not replying. So um, let's talk a bit, a little bit about what Pastor Greg and I saw last night uh, in uh, Fredericksburg, and that was uh, 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 Trennis Evans and one of his cohorts. He's a filmmaker, and he did the movie Bloody Hill. Um, and by the way, there is... Um, you need to go see that movie, Bloody Hill. Now, last night, Trennis was telling that us that uh, there were some accusations that they made in in um, Bloody Hill, but were then were um, backed up more recently. So some of the allegations, I guess I should use that word, some of the allegations in uh, that movie um, have been now backed up as fact. And so even though Bloody Hill is a year old, which in uh, the January 6th story, that's a, that's a really old news. Um, even though that was, um, that was the uh, situation, the, um, they, they still are going back and saying, look, any accusations we made, we're proving them now. Um, one of the biggest leaps, and I said this last night, and I've said this several times to people in on the air, when it comes to this whole concept that our Department of Justice and FBI is corrupt, there's a lot of you out there shaking your head going, yeah, of course they are. We've all known that. And we've known it for years. But for the vast, vast majority of good Christian people, of good people out there in the country who go about their business, go to work every day, go to church on Sundays, take care of their neighbors, they go and vote, but they don't get really engaged, and they may turn on Fox News every now and then, but, you know, just your regular folks out there, they're not the lunatics like me who's fighting every, every tilting at every windmill that comes along. Um, the, when you propose the idea that your own government is dishonest, when you try to tell someone that you cannot trust the Department of Justice, that they are doing evil and bad things, or the FBI, that is a huge leap. I mean, that is a massive leap for your average citizen out there. Because for generations, it's always been about trusting authority. We trust our our local police. We trust our sheriff. We, we trust the the, the DPS, we trust our Department of Justice, we trust the FBI. You know, they they deal with kidnappings and bank robberies and and the Department of Justice is, you know, is supposed to be doing great and wonderful things. And for generations, we've grown up with that faith in there. And so when people started talking about telling me that the Department of Justice was holding people without you know, either without charges or without bail, no bail for some of them now five over 500 days with no bail and also being told that they're in solitary confinement and that for a year they were not able to clip their fingernails nor cut their hair because they wouldn't get the shot and their family couldn't visit with them because the family wouldn't get a shot. That, that's just too hard for me to believe. And when I first heard it, it's like, no, this is America. These things do not happen in this country. In fact, when, when I started talking about this, I almost felt like I was unpatriotic, that I was somehow un-American 
by standing up and saying there is something screwy going on in our Department of Justice. Even when I started questioning the election and, and started looking at that and, and the shenanigans in the different states that were going on, and even at that point, I kept thinking, you know, they're going to get this right. They're going to get this right. I have faith in the system. They're going to get this right. It's something we've trusted all these years, and we've always said, you know, not every, not every, uh, not every plumber is a bad plumber. Not every uh, electrician is a bad electrician. But there's going to be a bad electricians and bad plumbers, right? The same thing applies for our Department of Justice, our police officers, our our sheriff's department. They're not all bad. I don't buy that Antifa lie. There's certainly a couple of bad apples in there. That's because we're humans. That's just human nature. There, there's a bad apple in every business, all right, and some more than others. But when it came to taking a, a, a look at the entire Department of Justice and taking a look at what they're doing with the January 6th people, I, it's just, I, I don't, I, I can't, I, I can't. I can't. I couldn't at first. I just couldn't do it. It's like, no, this is all going to work out. Folks, this is not all going to work out right now. There are people, there are lives being ruined by this insanity of what's going on, of, of early morning raids with SWAT teams on people who are being charged with misdemeanors. You heard me right charged with misdemeanors, people who had already agreed to turn themselves in and who were asking and their lawyers were asking, when and where do you want us to turn ourselves in? We are more than willing to talk to you. And even, even after that, they come pre-dawn raids and to see the video of these, you know, there's people have, you know, those ring cameras. We saw some video last night of, of a ring camera of a SWAT team surrounding a house in the suburbs. You would have thought they were going after Jeffrey Dahmer or somebody or after some kind of mass shooter or running down some kid that just shot up the high school or a serial rapist that they just figured out who it was, and we're going to lock that house down, make sure nobody gets out the back door. We're going to have snipers on the yard across the street. We're going to have those little mini tanks um, in the street with the turret pointed at the front door. It, I, I, it's hard to believe. It's hard to swallow. Uh, and I've had friends say, Matt, yeah, I know. That's, that's just... that." That's just hype. That's just hype. You know, maybe they said something. You know, maybe Trennis called him up and said, over my dead body or something. You know, there's something we don't know. Bloody Hill's the name of the movie. Thank you, Jeff. Um, the It's so hard to swallow. And so I get it. If you're not ready to believe that, I understand. I would like to beg you to go do some research. StopHate.com. There's a good place to go. StopHate.com. Yep, StopHate.com. Go go check it out. Uh, CondemnedUSA.com. Go check it out. CondemnedUSA. 
Go there. Go find the movie Bloody Hill. Go watch it. It it is it's going to be a diff, difficult leap for you to take. And you know what? Some of the people around you and like last night, I was uh, jokingly finally admitted to the uh, conspiracy theory rank, ranks. I was uh, I was uh, fi- officially uh, signed up to now be an official conspiracy theorist because I've fought that for so long. I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think they're operating right out in the open. The Department of Justice is coming after good patriots, raiding their homes for misdemeanor arrests, and at the same time, how many arrests were made? How many charges were made against Antifa in the summer of love? Remember that one, 2020, the summer of rage? How many charges against those people? How many charges against the people on January 20th, 2016? Ashley burned and looted and tore buildings up all in Washington, D.C. Were there any charges against those guys? We were told last night that the Department of Justice wants to have about 3,000 arrests for January 6th. They would like to have 3,000 arrests because, see, that would put it in there up there with um, September 11th as well as December 7th in Pearl Harbor. And uh, there's a lot of bizarreness going on. First of all, uh, here's one I've heard, uh, and I didn't hear this last night, but I was familiar with it before. And it's um, you hear all this talk uh, that the White House is saying that there are um, investigations going on in all 50 states on the on uh, on on terrorists and seditionists. Well, what they've done is they've taken. Every January 6th incidents, and in each state where there was a person involved, they've set up a special committee in that state, a special working crew in that state, just so that they uh, could say now they've got a, a, um, a, a not research, they've got a, an investigation going on in, in Colorado with a, with a seditionist. Well, it was actually someone who went to January 6th. But they're opening up all of these uh, uh, offices of the FBI and the Department of Justice to make it look like it is a nationwide issue. And it's just absolutely, it's not. Folks, um, y'all stay tuned. I'm sorry we missed Pastor Greg. That was all operator error on my part, I'm sure. And uh, we had a surprise phone call. So listen, this is a whole lot of fun. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. I'm moving slides and buttons and knobs and all kinds of things around over here trying to figure out what's going on. Um, So in the Texan.news this morning is an article on the um, Fredericksburg uh, fluoride uh, case to be heard this month. Um, And it was a, uh, there was error during the, that's the best way I can put it. There was error during the, um, you beep. the, um, <laughs> all right. There was error in the, uh, 29, uh, 2019 ballot counting. All right. 
Um, there were about 2,000 ballots cast. I'm, I'm just going to tell you the, the whole story. There were about 2,000 ballots cast. And uh, let's see. Uh, and uh, the proposition failed. Let's see. 199. I'm telling you, this is bizarre. There were exactly 2,000 ballots cast. Let me just double check that. Eight, carry the one. That's a zero. Four, nine. That's carry the one. Zero. There you go. Seven, three. Exactly 2,000 ballots count, cast. Now, that's weird. In the middle of those 2,000 ballots, all right, were 406 ballots that were unsigned, unsigned by an election judge. And as one of the judges in the, uh, the room that night told us, they said, you saw the box that it came out of. You know where these ballots came from. So what if they weren't signed by an election judge? Folks, this is huge. This is massive. And they're just trying to and have since 2019. All they've been trying to do is just shine over that. How many How many of you want for a, a almost, actually not almost, 20 percent of the ballots are questionable is there any election where you would tolerate that by 20 percent of the ballots being questionable and these were more than questionable by law by texas law an unsigned ballot a ballot that is not signed by an election judge is not a legal ballot period you can't count it you can't say oh man the judge i don't know what happened to the judge that night i have no idea i don't know the judge's name and and listen here here's how this could have happened the judge i i don't know i'm making this up so just follow with me because i hadn't heard this story but just think just let's just pretend that the judge that night just keeled over in the middle of election He was signing ballots, and he keeled over, boom, hit the ground, and was dead. All right? Now, I'm not being rude or anything, but let's just say that would have happened. What? Then what happens? Well, you've got a backup judge there. All right? I don't know. They call him the assistant judge, the vice judge, the backup judge, whatever you want to call him. They've got another person there ready to go in and be the official judge. It's all set up that way. And that person could then, in that situation, sign the ballots. And listen, folks, most of the time, they don't even sign the ballots. These judges have a rubber stamp. That's how easy it is. So if the the, the judge uh, dropped dead of a heart attack or just didn't show up that morning, whatever happened to the judge in that precinct that day, there was a little rubber stamp there. And surely somebody in there knew, oh, these ballots are not getting signed. There's a person who sits there and, and distributes ballots. You know, you go in and they, they they shuffle three or four of them out there and the nice little lady says, pick a ballot, any ballot. You know, they're all this, whichever one you want. Now that person properly trained should have been able to say, oh, you know what? None of these ballots have a signature on it. There's all kinds of places where that could have been taken care of. Those ballots been stamped, rubber rubber stamped, because that's what it is. It's a little rubber stamp. 
anybody could have done it. I would hope that only the judge has that stamp and that only the judge can use it. I don't know. But, um, and even if they said, well, we don't have a judge, we don't have a stamp, and we don't have a signature, you call for help for crying out loud. You call the county, you get someone in there to say, we cannot put out a ballot that is not signed by a judge. Everybody in that room should have known that. And then when it came to counting them, the, the people in there, in that room, Anise Herrera, Terry Hamilton, we, were, they, we told them, <clears throat> they were told, you can't count those ballots. At some point in this conversation, one of the people in the room said, sue me. That trial is going on in, on this coming Monday. That trial starts this coming Monday. And I'm going to be in there, and I hope as many people as we can get in that room will be in there. We need to have witnesses because the, the paper, it doesn't matter what happens in that trial. The paper will continue. The newspaper run by that progressive liberal groomer by the name of, well, we're not even going to mission his name, but maybe it's more of his wife that's the groomer. Those people all pushing for the pornography in the school all they've done since 2019, since that November election, is talk about how nasty the poll watchers were and how rude we were. One of, one of the people that commented in the last article said, oh, yeah, and those poll watchers, they quote the law like Satan quoting the scripture. <laughs> That's what they said. That, yeah, of course we're quoting the law. That's because we're there trying to uphold the law, and we had people down there in the central count who weren't upholding the law, didn't care to uphold the law, and when it was pointed out to them, rather than saying, oh, crap, I didn't know that, they said, sue me. When they called the Secretary of State one night and uh, during the middle of all this process and the Secretary of State was uh, telling them how this was going to be done because, see, the Secretary of State's who's in charge of those elections right the ethics the ethics officer they're the ones that have a special hotline you can call on election day and uh, we sat there and watched one of the judges uh have a lengthy discussion with the secretary of state who is telling them how to interpret the law and that judge says well we just have a disagreement on the interpretation of the law and this is a yahoo that i, I don't even he's definitely not a lawyer guaranteed he's not a lawyer all right guarantee it but he had the chutzpah to come out and say, well, I just interpret that law different than you. That was not his place to interpret the law different than you. So as poll watchers, people trying to protect you, we get slandered by the newspaper. We get called all kinds of names. And right before the this trial comes up, the newspaper is doubling down. They're calling their people, their friends all over the country and getting a New York paper to write up the story. And then copying it word for word in the local paper. Oh, I think they made a couple of changes. What they're trying to do is paint this picture of these rude uh, poll watchers. The sad thing about it is even the Republican Party in Gillespie County was, uh, was uh, defending them and uh, asking that uh, these people not be allowed to poll watch again. I was personally asked by the uh, head of the Gillespie County Republicans to make sure that uh, two people were not allowed to uh, be uh, poll watchers anymore. He thought somehow that asking me to 
me to, you know, go in with him on a conspiracy to keep people out from watching the polls, that somehow it would be okay. I said, are you kidding? Not a chance. All right. And so this, this, this pushback against poll watchers is coming not only from the, uh, the, the, um, the uh, guys who uh, the guys who uh, are running the election, but it's also coming from the Republican Party. So I don't know what to say. I'm going to be there Monday morning. I'm going to pre-record a show, so there will be no uh, Angela and I. I don't know. Maybe Angela and I will get together and pre-record a show for that. Um, but we shall see about that. But I'm going to be in that trial. It's going to be Monday morning. It starts at 9. It's in Fredericksburg. And the only way you're going to find out the truth is to be there or listen to my report on it. All right? Because this local paper is not going to bring you the truth. They're very good at lying and, and twisting things they want it to be heard. So you're need to gonna go, you're going to need to go witness this yourself. Monday morning at 9 o'clock. The district court in Fredericksburg. It's right above the jailhouse. All right, folks, uh, y'all stay tuned. I hope you have a beautiful um, weekend. And uh, did I just say weekend? See, I'm so nervous trying to look at the clock and turn all the knobs and buttons up.